Welcome to episode 12 of Mindful Conversations. I'm Calvin and I'm back in the studio with Shamash to talk about the return with the elixir, living your purpose. Shamash, this is going to be a brilliant episode. I look forward to exploring what that actually means, first of all, but also recapping the entire series that we've had. Had a lot of fun. This is this is big. This is episode 12. <laughs> this is the final part of the series. We're returning. We've got the elixir. And we're exploring living your purpose too. And also trying to kind of wrap it all up in this particular series. So yeah, really excited about this episode. We've got lots of lovely insights to share in and explore together. Yeah, so in the return with the elixir, we'll see that we are back in the ordinary world now. And we've had our fights. We've had our, our rebirths. And this is essentially the phase of the transformation. Um, this is where we take the fruits of our journey and share it back with everyone we had left in our ordinary world. Now, in the films, of course, they've gone on the journey. They've left everyone behind. But in real life, we may not have actually left anyone physically. And we may have if we've physically gone somewhere. But sometimes they're actually still in front of us, uh, aren't they, Shamar? So they're part of our journey in some ways. But when we transform, uh, we almost come back different somehow we've been exploring the inner journey and this is the the it never really ends does it it kind of goes round and round in, in cycles but uh going through this this hero's journey it sounds like we're coming towards the end of this particular cycle and if it hasn't been a physical journey it's been an inner journey then there's definitely a return to our ordinary world but at the same time seeing in a very different way i'm just thinking about something like the matrix and in a wonderful synchronicity, last week we launched our episode about resurrection, which lined up with the fourth episode of The Matrix, where they're just releasing their trailer. Which was also called Resurrections, funnily yeah, enough. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I love it. Yeah, so he's found his power. He's, he's essentially flown away, hasn't he, at the end of mm. discovering his power. His, he's, he's been reborn multiple times after first he discovered that he had this initial power then he, he he had another fight and then once he brings that back into his reality i suppose in the matrix everybody shares in him being the one the power of him being the one and yeah. the i guess the transformation that he's had everybody benefits from in that film does he become almost like a teacher like the teachers that he had on his journey maybe in the future episode he will become that but that's part of uh, the hero's journey for quite a lot of movies and stories isn't it that, that the student essentially has this sense of transformation happening to him or her and can potentially then become a, a teacher yeah they can be a teacher they can be a mentor and this is what what we mean when we say sharing the fruits of the labor of your journey and that sometimes means showing people directly some of the benefits that you gained in your own transformation and that's sometimes comes out in sharing your story actually that's a way of helping people to see when they're walking their own hero's journey. You share your own, and that could be sharing some of the fruits. And that's one way of doing it. And that beautifully segues to our first guest, Kush Kanodia, who talks about the power of sharing our own story and how it links to becoming a mentor or a guru. When a person can share their story and their journey, their real-life experiences... The transformation happens in you and you see the transformation in other people when they become mentors. And that's really a true 
blessing in life. Because for me, it really helps me to realize that when you're helping others, you're doing so, so they eventually help themselves and others. It's not to create a dependency, as that's not helpful for their future, and it's not helpful for your own growth and your potential. So I think that kind of becoming your own master and helping other people to become their own master is, is really critical. And I guess sometimes that's a critique, especially like if you follow, say, Krishnamurti and stuff, like a lot of the gurus you see, where the whole journey is just always following the guru in some way, rather than becoming your own guru. And I think it's really important that people become their own master eventually. Following gurus at certain time is really helpful for certain pointings and directions and learning the practice. But there needs to come a time where a person trusts their own guru within themselves, their own teacher within themselves, their own divine insight and wisdom. And when a person can do that and help other people to realize that, I think that's really freeing and liberating. We've always uh, got so much insights from Kush. And I love what he says here, something something different in a way, the power of not so much seeking out a, a mentor or a teacher or as he calls it, a guru, but make the importance of actually tuning into that part of ourselves where there is the wisdom that we can tap into ourselves. Becoming your own guru. <laughs> yeah. So Shamash, you're no longer my guru. I'm now my own guru. <laughs> Let me go but talk to my a- own guru. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing, right? We have to walk the the journey. You know, with what we said at the beginning, we are the hero of our own journey. So what that means is we have to walk our own journey. We have to do the work and we have to rely on, yes, our innate wisdom and understanding and timeliness because everything happens only when all the conditions allow for it to unfold. Yes, we have support in the mentors. Yes, we have support from and challenges from our, our enemies and, uh, and allies and all that we discussed on the journey. But ultimately, we still have to be our own guru. It actually reminds me of the story of Hercules and the Wagoner and old Aesop fable where he gets stuck in the mud and he calls to the gods to help him. And, and, her, uh, and then when Hercules appears and, and he says, the Wagoner cries out, help me get unstuck. And Hercules says, you need to put your shoulder to the wheel. Only after you've done your utmost to free yourself can you call on the help from the gods. So there's something there about being your own help and mm. relying on that for, for the journey ahead. Something that comes to mind for, from a practical perspective, how do you do that? And uh, a few little act exercises come to mind. One of them is to imagine your future self. So move forward in time. And imagine a wiser and kinder version of yourself and think about what advice would they give to you. You could think about just literally stepping out of yourself and seeing things from different perspectives. And there's a certain wisdom that comes from that when you almost take a bird's eye view, for example, and see your own situation and how you connect with others. And then actually stepping into another person's shoes. So seeing the situation or the challenge you're facing from other people's perspective. And maybe this part of the journey as we go towards the end of this this hero's journey, it's about realizing that actually we can get a lot of wisdom when we start seeing things from different perspective and, and the, the power of seeing things from a different perspective is where we can start to begin to tap into greater empathy, greater compassion, and also greater wisdom in the choices that we make. We spoke to therapist Myra Williams and here's what she had to say about this phase of the hero's journey. 
So obviously I work with quite a lot of business leaders. Often they'll have issues with somebody in their team. Actually, once you've taught them all of this stuff and how the brain makes patterns and it helps them separate the person's behavior from the person. And quite often those relationships all immediately improve. And quite often they're there for their team much, much more because they get them as human beings, not as you are doing this behavior to me, but actually what is going on for you that is causing you to behave in this way. So it separates it out. It's great in parenting as well, actually, because you know how we used to say, you're a naughty kid. The kid's like, what? All of me? Like every cell of my body? Whereas now we tend to say that, or you should, we should say, that's naughty behavior. And it's like, hey, you and me, kid, we can be against that naughty behavior. It separates it out from the person. So some of them do. I've had clients that have gone on to train to be coaches because they found it so powerful. And others, they go back to work and the whole structure of their company changes. I mean, for me, that was why I loved working with leaders, because it was that butterfly impact, that cascade. If you treat your employees better, they go home, they treat their partners better, they teach their kids all this stuff. And I always say to people, go, go teach, go teach people my models, go teach, you know, that the reason I, that was the reason I wrote the book was, you know, go, go give this to your friends, go give this information. That's a beautiful example of how a therapist such as Murray works with you know, parents, works with leaders, works with business. And as the client transforms, they start to step up into a bigger role and start to help and support others. And it's almost like a natural cycle. I remember when I went into teaching and education, I loved learning. And then from learning comes teaching. And I'm sure lots of teachers are in the same place and lots of therapists and lots of counsellors, I think, probably start off receiving that help and be transforming themselves. So it seems to be like a natural cycle that that happens in the world. I'm 100% in agreement with you there. As usual in this podcast, I think we're pretty much in agreement for this whole podcast. (laughs) But but the thing is, uh, what Mary talks about a lot of her clients too, they seem to not just come back to the world and share their fruits by helping others and mentoring others and teaching. But she's actually mentioned that they consciously take the active choice to train to become either coaches or therapists or other kind of leaders in that way to help others. So, yeah, absolutely transcend. She mentioned the butterfly effect and that cascade effect. Now, we talked to uh, Dr. Maywish Sharif, who is a doctor, but also coaches healthcare professionals. So in a way, she stepped into that role of supporting and helping others. This is what she had to say. I coach healthcare professionals. So the very nature of their careers is serving others and and helping others. So that's inevitable. And teamwork obviously is part of any profession and how we feel about ourselves. So if we feel we are being authentic, we're owning our story, we're content, uh, we're very self-aware, that will translate in all our interactions. So whether it's actively helping somebody else or actually it often is passively helping someone else. So if we feel fulfilled in ourselves, we will be better people and we'll be better people to be around. So that will obviously translate to all our interactions within family, with friends and within the wider circle as it were. So I think inevitably, if we look after ourselves, we'll look after other people. Dr. Maywish also dropping some really great insights and particularly something stood out for me, Shamash, when Dr. Maywish talked about the difference between actively helping someone and passively helping someone. And that reminds me of the being versus doing Uh, kind of approach or way of framing taking action and just being who you are and passively helping someone really stood out there for me as another approach or as a different way of bringing the fruits of your journey back to your ordinary world. I don't know if you ever 
spent time with a, a great spiritual leader, even if they're in the distance, you listen to them to speak or someone who's been practicing a lot of mindfulness or you just can sense their wisdom. Just being in their presence, something changes, something shifts. And uh, we know in psychology research that emotions are very contagious. And when we're very kind of calm and present, our very being impacts uh, the people that we're with. I'm reminded again that as a school teacher, when my mind was calm and when I was more present and still, it was much easier for the children to behave in that way. And if I was frantic or I was stressed in some way, it's much easier for them to pick up on it and for me to behave in a way that wouldn't be helpful for them and lead to, to more issues and problems rather than helping to solve problems. So yeah, there's a lot there actually. Um, we talk about helping others as, as having to do something active, but something very passive like doing some meditation or yoga or any of these kind of awareness building exercises, especially on a regular basis. I think it changes our, our sense of being and who we are and it impacts others just through our presence. Changing the world by changing yourself. <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah. just, just, yeah. just your own growth in itself is a teacher for others around you without you actively doing anything at all. I think it's a Gandhi quote, isn't it? Be the change you wish to see in the world. And there's a sense of transforming in an inward way to create that outer transformation, which is, <laughs> yeah, it's powerful. I love it. I love it. There is a story about Gandhi, actually. Um, there's quite a funny story. And uh, apparently there's, there's uh, it's, apparently it's true. Uh, a woman was came to Gandhi and said, I really want my son to stop eating sugar. This little boy, you know, please, Gandhi, tell my son to stop eating sugar. He won't listen. And Gandhi says, oh, oh, yeah, sure. Tell him to come back in three weeks' time. And she goes, oh, okay. So off she goes, she brings the son back in three weeks' time. And she says, oh, here's my son, Gandhi. And Gandhi says, my son, stop eating sugar. <laughs> and she went, but hold on a minute. Why you sent me away? You took three weeks to do that. And he says, well, you see, three weeks ago when you first asked me, I was still eating sugar. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, no, that's a good one. So it took him three weeks. I, w I think I would have to say come back in 100 years because <laughs> it's a great example of, of being the change, right? And, yeah. and transforming himself. And through those three weeks, he probably would have experienced all sorts of different emotions and challenges and sort of covering how hard it is. And then he would have greater empathy for, for those he's advising. That's impressive. Well, we asked Dr. Vicky Barnes about if she'd had any experience of people that she'd trained or coached in, in positive psychology actually becoming mentors themselves too. The biggest story that comes to mind talking of stories is I was working for an organization once and I was training some people up in positive psychology and then so that they could become ambassadors because they were so intrigued about what I did that there were about 40 people in the organization that just came to me and wanted to be trained in it just as a part of their job and it wasn't they didn't have to they were just self-selected and so I trained them up and I became their not supervisor officially because I wasn't managing them or anything like that but we checked in every few months and made sure that they were utilizing the positive psychology strategies and toolkit appropriately and they were brilliant because they were all really passionate and these are people that I worked with years ago and from some of them I still get the odd email and message to say hey, I did this today, or I just thought of you because I came across this quote. Or And it's a really nice, it's a way of life, I think. Once you really 
really embed yourself in something like positive psychology. It becomes the way you live your life. So I don't really think it's something that you just do for a while and then step away from if you're you're really, really into it. That's kind of the way that I've seen it myself. Dr. Vicky Byrne sharing with us how people in the organizations that she's worked with in the past, she trained to become positive psychologists. Well, to use the tools, I should say, rather, of positive psychology in their work and how she's sharing the fruits of her labor in that way. And also, actually, it almost circles back to her somehow, Shamash, where she gets people giving her messages and things like that. Do you think that has a, a compound effect in itself? for people when they transform and they share the fruits of their labor. What do you think the effect of that kind of? This reminds me actually of um, research that I saw, which was uh, giving different ways in which to help uh, people to improve their memory of what they're learning. And one of the the worst ways is to just talk to them and and let them just listen. Maybe they retained about 10% of what they were told. But the most powerful of all ways to learn what you've recently learned was to share it with others. When you actually take that information and you teach it to others, share it with others as soon as you can in as much of an in-depth way as you can and also having a discussion or dialogue about what you've just learned, you're much, much more likely to retain it, something like 90%. And I've found that in my personal life and probably you have too, where I've studied a subject or a topic and then when I've actually gone out and, and shared it with others or taught it to others, whether it's one-to-one, just talking to friends and family or more formally in a course or a class, that process of me having to study it and then share it with others and then dealing with the questions that come back and having a dialogue with others and, and growing in that, it really deepens the understanding far greater than any other way. So I think it's a deep part of us as human beings for learning to actually go through that process of sharing and teaching with others. So even if the listeners here, they're not coaches or mentors or teachers or anything like that, just the act of when you learn something from this podcast or anything that you're learning, let's just take this podcast as an example. You may have learned one or two uh, little things here or had a couple of questions. So if you start talking to the people around you today about that, you're much more likely to then go on to understand it in a deeper fashion. I really really enjoyed having this conversation with you Shamash over these series of episodes when we started all the way back in the ordinary world and went through the different phases from the call to adventure crossing the threshold moving ourselves into what we call the special world or the initiation that we're this is where all the challenges happen I've really enjoyed learning and sharing and you helped me to see that learning is one of my own values, Shamash. So <laughs> thank you for, for that as well. This has been such a fascinating journey from uh, for me right from the beginning, actually. I haven't, I didn't know that much about the hero's journey. I didn't know about these different stages of it. And to map mindfulness and acceptance and commitment training insights onto that and discussing it with you and all these other experts has been so fascinating. I never knew that they could map onto each other in such a creative way, but in a way that's kind of meaningful as well. And how in each episode, as we've discussed it and re-listened to these interviews, the new insights that have come out from that, that's been really fun. And, and I guess we've had the, the honour and privilege of having the opportunity to teach some of these ideas and in that process, deepen our own learning too. So it's been absolutely wonderful. So I'm very grateful to you for sharing your time on this and your expertise on the storytelling side and uh, your willingness to to be interested in the act and accepts commitment training and therapy side of things as well 
And also very grateful to our listeners for the feedback and the emails and the messages we've had. Uh, so that's been really, really wonderful as well. And we've had, <laughs> we've had lots of laughs along the way. Maybe we'll do one of those outtake episodes, which is just all the hundreds of things that went wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please be seated for that episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bring plenty of popcorn. <laughs> so we've got some exciting news, actually. As we come to the end of this particular series, we wanted to offer a, a workshop a two-hour workshop in which we go into much more depth of each of these ideas and go through each of the 12 elements of the hero's journey as we see it and explore with you how can each of those elements, how do they link up to mindfulness and acceptance and understanding your values and committing to values and, and taking action and behavior change? How do they all link together? And what little mini exercises could you use for yourself and for your clients to do that. And so to sign up for that workshop, the link is mindfulconvo.eventbrite.co.uk. That's M-I-N-D-F-U-L-C-O-N-V-O.eventbrite.co.uk. We'll include the link in our normal podcast page, which is simply mindfulconvo.com as well. And we hope to see lots of you there. Really, really excited about doing that workshop. There'll be lots of, lo- lots of time for interaction as well. Uh, so if you've liked it, then please come along to that. Also, if you enjoy the episode, please do uh, hit the like button or the share button or whatever button you've got there. <laughs> and uh, if you have any comments that you wish to share or, or leave a rating, it makes a difference in all the various algorithms so other people get to, to listen to it too. So thanks so much uh, to you you listeners and thank you, Calvin. It's been fantastic. It's been a journey and you've been the hero. (laughs) Cue the Superman music. (laughs) Thank you very much and uh, see you in our next series probably. Bye for now.